All right, I want to read with you, ask you to turn with me to the chapter 18 of Jeremiah. Chapter 18 of Jeremiah. If you're watching on Facebook, we sure encourage you to share this live video with your friends. And if you're in the parking lot having trouble hearing, turn your radio on to 91.5 FM. And you should be able to hear me a little better over your radio speakers in your car. 91.5 FM. When I was a kid, a little boy of five years old, God spoke to my heart. And I realized I needed to be saved. I needed to give my life to Jesus so that I could go to heaven someday. And I am thankful that, I, that it happened to me when I was a child because now that I'm old, I'm kind of hard-headed. I heard that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when we're hard-headed, we don't necessarily do what the Lord is urging us to do. But sometimes when we're little and we're still uh, fairly innocent in our lives, uh, we're more open to the moving of the Spirit of God. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that the Lord got a hold of me when I was a small child because I sure could have gone the wrong direction. But maybe, maybe your heart is like a child today. Jesus said, such is the kingdom of heaven. Let the children come unto me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. The way to reach God is letting your heart become like a small child so that he can touch a soft heart and give his spirit to you. In Jeremiah chapter 18, there's a scripture that I just love. And again, we respect all of the church's decisions all across the United States on how they meet and how they're worshiping during this crisis. We are trying our best to do our part not to spread this virus. And I am seeing the numbers drop off so drastically, aren't you? Yes, that's, that's God. That's God. Amen? God did that. God is doing that for us. I believe we're going to be able to get back to work. I believe we're going to be able to defeat this in Jesus' name. It's not that we defeat it, but that He defeats it for us. And one of the fundamental reasons that the Lord is not giving up on us is because the church has not given up on Him. All over America, I see preachers doing everything they can. I see church members right here in this little country church doing everything above and beyond the call of duty because we are not going to give up on Jesus. We're going to drive our cars to a parking lot if we have to to come together at the potter's house. And that's what Jeremiah chapter 18 is about. Sometimes I see on Facebook, well, you don't have to go uh, to a building to worship the Lord. Well, we know that, don't we? I mean, we know that. That's true, right? But it's not about what you have to do. It's what about it's about what you can do. It's about what you're able, what you have the opportunity to do. You see, we have an opportunity to go to the potter's house. We have an opportunity to get out of our home and, and drive up and worship the Lord together. And there's power in that. Look what Jesus did. Jesus said, 
I am, I, it is, here's what he said in his actions. He said, it is so important that we get together that I'm going to go and rent a big room so that we can have church together in that room. And they did it over and over and over and over and over. And so I just had this on my mind this week uh, as, as I've been asked a few questions about, hey, Randall, why do you think that you need to have people come to the church? Well, here's what we believe at Union Valley. We believe that every person should do what the Lord leads them to do. We believe that if people don't feel comfortable getting out of their homes, they should stay in their homes, and we encourage that. But we also encourage people to be free. America is the land of the free, and we have freedom to worship. So we balanced that with taking precautions, and it reminded me of the story of Jeremiah chapter 18. It says, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and said, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheel, and the vessel he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter, so he made it again, another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Then, Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me and said this about Israel. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. I am thankful today to know in my heart that I am in the potter's hands. I am also one to point out this morning that he was talking to the nation of Israel. And I believe that he's also talking to the nation of the United States of America. Israel was the promised land for the Jewish people. But America is the promised land for the Christian people. Our founding fathers left Christian persecution where the government was trying to run the church in England. Our founding fathers left the, their homeland in England and they came here and founded a new land where the government could not control the church. Now, I don't begrudge our government right now trying to help us and urge us not to spread a virus. I do not begrudge that. I'll confess right at first I did. But now I realize that it is important that we keep our church members healthy but it is also important, can I get a big amen, that we go to the potter's house. It's important. And I'm doing that, and you're doing that. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm praying a special blessing on every single person that is in every car here this morning that you made an effort to get out and go to the potter's house. There's another thing that really inspires me about this story. And that is that we are in God's hands. Hey, I don't know if you'll, you know, if you want to wave at me, I'll tell you how I, what I've done. I'm going to confess my sin to you a little bit here. The sin of doubt. There have been a few times during this that I got really caught up in some bad doubts. Really caught up in some stress and doubt. There have been a few times during this whole mess that I have been pretty worried, and I know I should not worry. Is there anybody else here that says, so have I? Yeah. 
my hands up. And I want to tell you, that is normal. But for the Christian, we can lift our hand up and touch the hand of God because he is still the king and he still has us in his hand. The potter had the clay in his hand. Have you ever watched a potter's wheel at the Great Passion Play? We have the potter's presentation. It's one of the, fa it's one of the favorite things. And the potter is working on the clay and it'll get a little wobble in it or it'll get a mistake in it or it'll, it'll go off sideways a little bit. And what happens? The potter starts over with the clay. He puts a little more water on it and he starts working it again. And that's how I want God to do with me. I don't want God to give up on me. I want God to keep working on me. I don't want him to say, you're worthless because you've got flaws. I want him to say, you're worth something. I sent my son to die for you. I want him to say, I've still got you in the palm of my hand. It's what Jesus said. He cried out to his father. He said, Father, I still have them all in the palm of my hand. And so when you get to doubting and worrying and having a little fear, just say these words. Jesus, thank you for keeping me in the palm of your hand. Jesus, thank you for keeping me in the palm of your hand. He is the potter. We've come down to his house. You know, the house of Israel, the nation of Israel, they were doing some things. This was a long time ago. This was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. They were doing some things that America is doing right now. You should read the story. Read through the prophet Jeremiah. It's really interesting. They were doing some things that America is doing right now. You know, the false gods in the Mideast during that time, a lot of them practiced when they worshipped false gods, they practiced child sacrifice. Isn't that horrible? That is the most horrible thing. You know, the very first Hebrew was Abraham. And God made a covenant with Abraham. And remember what he did? He asked him to sacrifice his child just so he could show him that he never, ever, ever, ever wants anybody to sacrifice a child. And so that set God apart from the false gods that ruled the land in some, you know, who is, who's a false god anyway? Well, some people make their own gods. They carve out a statue out of wood or stone, and they make their own god, and they call it God, and they pray to it and pretend that it's a god. Sometimes down through the ages, fallen angels that are very powerful and can work miracles will come into a city or a village or a country and they will manifest themselves in some way so that people see it and they become a god to those people. And over and over throughout history, those false gods have required child sacrifice, worshiping money instead of God, and putting prosperity at the top of the list other than eternal life. 
And see, this is what is happening in America right now. If you keep reading in chapter 18, it says they were burning incense to false gods. They were following after Baal, which was a false worship. Guys, it's happening in the USA. And my prayer through all of this, not only God send a cure, but God turn the USA and the people of this nation back to Jesus Christ. It's what we need more than ever. So I went down to the potter's house, he said. And he said, I saw that the clay was in the potter's hands. And here's what God said to Israel. And I'm going to put in USA in the place. He said, O house of Israel, can I not do to you the same as this potter? Behold, the clay is in the potter's hands. And you are in my hands. Would you all pray with me all this week that God keeps America in the palm of his hand? We need it. We need it more than ever. Not only individually, not only as a family, not only as a church, but our nation needs America to be right in the palm of God's hand. And that's what my prayer is today. If you still have your Bibles open... Look over in chapter 12, verse 12, verse 12, chapter 18, still in chapter 18. Here's what they said back. They said, there is no hope. We will walk after our own ways and our own devices. They said, they said, we will do all the evil imaginations of our hearts. Now, this is a rebellious people. They have had the judgment of God come down on them. They've been spared once again. The prophet of God is telling them that if they'll turn back to the Lord's ways, that he'll remove the curse. And here's what they replied back. Like shaking the fist in the face of God, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing. We're not going to call sin, sin. We're going to keep doing every imagination of our hearts. And I pray that America does not respond that way. I feel a stirring in my soul that we're experiencing revival in this land. There are people that are turning to God that have never known him before. And I believe right here in our community we can do our part and we can pray for the United States of America. So if you go to the potter's house, you can hear the word of the Lord. Has anyone ever gone to church, walked in the door, and you just felt God there? Has that ever happened to you? That's what that means. That's how you hear the word of the Lord. Not only reading the word, not only hearing the preaching and teaching, but hearing the Holy Spirit speak to your heart, this is my house. You know, when we were building these buildings years ago and throughout, I mean, we've been building buildings since 1992, I think. And uh, I'm thankful for our beautiful buildings. And there are times when it's pretty well full. And I'm thankful for that. We have been, we've been able to have beautiful dinners to honor people. We have dinners for widows. We have dinners. Uh, we had one last year for all of our area firefighters. So we've been able to minister to a lot of people. But let me tell you what. Used to say this all the time. I've been here 30, 
five years, and I used to say this all the time when we had a little white church house. I said, if we lose this building and we have to meet out under the pecan trees at Union Valley, we're still going to have church. Praise God. And so here we are. It's amazing, isn't it? We've been praying to God that he would send cures, and we're seeing cures spring up. Doctors that are using treatments that seem to be working extremely well. We're seeing the numbers not follow man's model. You know, I got a kick out of that yesterday when they were talking about the models and how, you know, they projected all these things with their models. Let me tell you, there's only one person that knows the true model. There's only one person that knows the future. There's only one person that has it in control, and that's the potter. His name is Jesus Christ. If you go to the potter's house, you can hear the word of the Lord. It's important. You can feel it. If you go to the potter's house, you can let him start a new work in you. You can let him remake you. You know, time after time in my life, I've had to go back to the Lord and ask him to start over again. Let me start over. Give me another chance, God. Give me another chance, Lord. And you know, he's never failed to do it yet. He didn't just remake Randall Christie one time. He didn't just remake me two times. He's probably remade me 10 times or 20 times or 30 times. I'm telling you, when you walk with Jesus Christ, it's about getting remade by the blood of Jesus and the hand of God. Let him remake you. It is not too late for you. He's not finished with you. When you go to the potter's house, not only can you hear the word of God, not only can he remake you, but if you go to the potter's house, if we come together in a group like this, here's what he promised, and I'm going to take him at his promise. He said over, he said over in, uh, in the next chapter, he said, I, I will turn from my judgment and forgive your sin and heal your land. You see, God... If you come to the potter's house, just might change his mind. That's an interesting concept to me, how prayer can touch the heart of God and change his mind. But the Bible teaches it all through, from beginning to end, that prayer changes things. Every single vehicle that's here this morning, which there's a lot, we've been averaging around 75 or 80 uh, vehicles in our parking lot. That's a great testimony to a little bitty church out in the middle of nowhere. You know why? Because we love Jesus. That's why. We love him so much, we're not going to let anything keep us from worshiping him. But when I think about God changing his mind, I want him to change his mind. Are you with me? I want God to change his mind according to his will, not mine. Someone asked me recently, do you think God is in control? I know God is in control. But I also know that my day-to-day -day decisions and behaviors, I have to place them 
consciously place them in his control if I want him to be in control. If I want him to answer a prayer, I need to pray it. If I want him to honor the reading of his word, I need to read it. If I want him to bless me for working in the church, I need to do it. And I know with every fiber of my being that Jesus Christ is real. He's alive and well, and he has me in the palm of his hand. He will let me hear his word. He will let me be remade time and time again. And praise God, my prayers, your prayers, our prayers, literally can change the mind of God. And Union Valley, all of us here at Union Valley, if you're, part, if you're a member of this church or if you're not a member, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. And here together the, today, we're going to ask God, Lord, would you please intervene? Would you please change things? Would you please send angels to fight the battles in our country? Most of all, would you send your Holy Spirit? I have loved ones that if they died today, I don't know if they would go to heaven or not. And I want them to be saved. How about you? I have loved ones and friends and neighbors that if they got caught up in this virus and passed away or a fatal car accident or any other thing that takes our life, I want them to go to heaven and I hope that they will hear from me something that leads them to Jesus Christ. So this morning, this morning, if you want to share about uh, Union Valley's church today, encourage people next Sunday to go to the potter's house. Wherever it is, whatever church, if they preach Jesus, encourage them to get out and go to the potter's house. If they're healthy or if they're not super vulnerable, they uh, encourage them to go to a drive-in church service and go to the potter's house and the feeling that they'll have inside. Hear the word of God. Let the word of God penetrate your heart. I'm just going to say this morning one last time, I am happy and thankful this morning to be at the potter's house and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's all sing our closing song.